0: And you can walk into a church and you can tell right away a lot about a church just by walking in. Sometimes you're met with a a sweet sense of conania, and sometimes you're not met with any conania. Sometimes you walk in and you go, that smell like religion. Jesus didn't say I'm looking for the religious church. Jesus is not about religion. He's about relationship. He's about fellowship. You can walk in. And you can tell real quick if the people love each other.
1: Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message.
0: Good to see each of y'all this morning. Good crowd again. First service had a good crowd, so I thank you for that. I wanna say a big special welcome to online. Grateful for our online audience. You're beautiful, you tune in every week. I uh, love you. Thank you for being a part of our church. You are a part of our church family, so just know that. Uh, good to see each of you. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, hey, we're in a series. It's called The Church Defined. On, it's kind of two-part. If you haven't been with us, let me kind of help you. On this side, I've got one more week after this one. On this side, it's just the church, the church defined. Define mean, what did God mean when he set it up, when he saved us, when he brought us into a church family? What, it, what, it, what, it, what, it, what was God's intent with the church? On the other side, uh, after the marriage retreat, it's, it's the second half. That side is, what do we look like now? What's, this is not the same Uh, times that we were living in. These times have changed. 2020 changed a bunch. All that stuff, I won't even call its name because I don't like it, but all that stuff that we endured and walked through and went through. The the church looks different. The world looks different. Things are different. What is the church's role? What's its place? What are we supposed to do? That's the second half. But this is all about the church that God established, okay? And we're gonna look at that. So today I wanna look at a word. We don't use the word a lot. It's a biblical word. It's a deep word. It, it's, God loves the word, but we don't say it a lot. The word is konania. You may have never said, Pastor, I ain't never said that word in my life. Konania, you might have to practice. Konania, it's a rich word. It's a word, it's a sweet word. And I wanna break it down with you today and talking about konania because I, I, I mentioned to you weeks ago that this church, the church at Bushland, that this is a spirit and truth church. John 4, Jesus says, the kind of worshipers that I'm looking for, the kind of worshipers that I seek will worship me in spirit and in truth. And we must be a spirit truth church. We want the Holy Spirit to have freedom to do what it wants to do. We're not going to tell the Holy Spirit what to do because that's telling God what to do. And I'm not going to tell God what to do. God tells us what to do. And so we want the Holy Spirit to have freedom, but, but, but freedom within bounds because we want biblically to be a church of the word, the inerrant word of God, God-breed anchor church. But inside a spirit, true church, there is konania. And if Jesus were to walk into this house, may he find us as a spirit in true church, but may he sense a spirit of konania. Because Jesus loves Conania. and we're gonna break that word down in just a little bit and we'll talk about it, all right? So I want you to go to your scripture. Go to 1 John, not the first John, all right? Go to 1 John, okay? Go to 1 John, verse five, or chapter one, verse five. 1 John one, verse five. This is the message we have heard from him. And declare to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all of our sins. We have fellowship with one another. Let me say it again. We have fellowship with one another. Because why? Because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes us, makes us clean, makes us whole, restores us. Every one of us who claim to be believers and Christians and have fellowship with God have been washed from Calvary by the blood. If that is you and me, okay, if you claim to be a Christian, you are in fellowship with God. God says, if you're in fellowship with me, you need to be in fellowship with other people. Is that simple enough? That is Conania. Fellowship with one another, Okay. So what does this fellowship look like? What what is Konania? Break it down for me, pastor. So here it is, the church body. Loving God, watch the order, and loving one another in a real and practical way. It must be authentic, it must be genuine, it must be natural, and it must be normal. Amen? It is a communion a common bond, and a common life. You can smell conania in a church. Promise you. You can ask any of my staff, what's one thing I need to know about Jeff? Jeff sees everything. He walks around. He's just watching everything. He's discerning of the Spirit in the house. He watches that big time, right? I... All of us have walked into churches and you can walk into a church and you can tell right away a lot about a church just by walking in. Sometimes you're met with a a sweet sense of conania, and sometimes you're not met with any conania. Sometimes it smells like mothballs. Mm, That's not good. It's fine for a funeral home. Not good for the church. Okay. Sometimes you walk in and you go... That smell like religion. You can smell religion, man. Jesus didn't say I'm looking for the religious church. Jesus is not about religion. He's about relationship. He's about fellowship. You can walk in, and you can tell real quick if the people love each other. You can tell if there's a genuineness about them. You can tell if it's real. You can tell if it's authentic. You can tell if it's natural, if it's normal, if it's part of their DNA. When I walk into a church, I'm watching all of that, but I'm also watching the staff. I can tell within about 10 minutes of being in a house someplace who the staff is. You say, well, how you know that? I've been doing it for 33 years, so I know me. I know what staff looks like on Sunday morning. I know what they look like. I know what they're thinking. I can watch them and see them. And and I love to watch staff because here's what I want to see. I want to see if there's a genuine Konania with the staff. Are they puppets on Sunday? Are they real? Are they authentic? And I'm watching that. Because going to church is, is not easy. Walking into a church building for the very first time is... Is hard, man, because you don't, you don't know. You don't know anything about the church. You don't know anything about the staff, and you just walk into the building, okay? And it's, and it's hard because you're like, you know, you've always heard in, 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 that, that people have assigned seats in church, and you're like, I, I don't know where to sit, man. What, what if we sit and someone comes in and we're in their seats? That's totally embarrassing for we get to stare down like, and you, what are you looking at? I think we're in their seats. Sorry, didn't have a name on it. did not have a plaque. I don't know. And so you got to get up. You ever been in a church where, <laughs> I've seen this, bad. Walk down an aisle, see a family, and the family stops. It appears to be open seats. But they're open to certain people, I guess. Because... They put the Bible in the seat. They moved the Bible into the seats. like, I just got blocked by the Word of God. It is very rude. Oh, please find a purse or some purse. Still a purse. Find a water bottle. But don't block a seat of someone with the Bible. I just got blocked by Jesus at church. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. I just got blocked by the Word. Jesus don't want me to sit there. That's how that feels. Don't ever block somebody from sitting with you by the Bible. That is a terrible konania first step, okay? That is not fellowship. Now, you say, well, I didn't have anything else. Take off a shoe. I don't care. Put your glasses down. I don't don't know. Kleenex. I I don't care. Wipe a booger on the chair. I don't know. Just don't do that. But I'm just saying, don't use the Bible to block somebody from sitting in church. That is terrible. It's like, I'm going to sit right here. No, you ain't. What? I just got blocked in church by the Bible, man. I mean, there's nothing more rude than that. And so what I'm saying is when you walk into the building, when you walk into a house, when you walk into the church, you can smell Konania. You can. And so can Jesus. So can Jesus. And we want a church, and we are desiring to be a church, not just spirit and truth, but a church suite in Konania. So if Jesus walks into the building and he's dressed in regular clothes like you and me, and he walks down an aisle and he chooses to sit by you, please, for the love of Jesus, who's standing in front of you in street clothes, don't block Jesus with Jesus, okay? Don't block him, let him sit with you, because that's Konania, that's fellowship, okay? When you, uh, when you see good Konania, it just jumps off at you, amen? Yesterday, we had a men's breakfast at Loki's house. All right. beautiful backyard, beautiful setting, uh, probably 60-plus guys there, and just a sweet time of Konania. Now, pancakes and sausage, that helps. Big old breakfast burritos, that helps, because if you haven't learned anything, and I'm sure your wives have, The way to a man's heart is through his tummy, okay? It will always be through his tummy, okay? You feed a man, he'll do anything. You don't feed a man, it's a bear you just woke up from hibernation. It's not a pretty thing. And most of the time when guys are Konania, it's meat. Meat, meat. You might mix in a salad just for decoration, but mainly it's just meat, all right? It's just meat. And so, listen to me. Conania can happen in the church, it should, and outside the church, and it should. Because why? We are a moving, living organism called the church. And so yesterday, this house of worship went to Loki's house, and we had church. We had conania. If Jesus would have walked up and got a buttermilk pancake and some sausage, he'd have sat down with us and said, sweet, sweet Konania. And that's what you're after is Konania. That's what we need is conania. So you might say, where does Konania start, Pastor? I'll show you where it starts. It starts in Scripture. Go to your Bible. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 12. It's real short, okay? 2 Corinthians 13, verse 12. This is where Konania starts. Greet, greet one another with a holy kiss. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, don't get nervous. We're not about to pop up and jump and start kissing people, all right? Smacking some good ones on you. But, but listen to me, when you greet one another in a holy kiss, I, I want you to understand what that means scripturally. What, what Jesus is saying here, when people walk into my house of worship, when they come into the church, when they come into the ecclesia, that's the assembly, that's what we are, the church, okay? When they come into the church, I want everyone, everyone, no matter what they look like, smell like, eat like, I don't care what they like. Cowboys don't like cowboys. Or they think the Rangers are gonna overtake Houston because Houston can't beat Kansas City. I don't care. Some of you guys are like, they can't beat Kansas City and they're terrible. right? But what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter what you look like, smell like, anything. But when you walk into the church, the ecclesia, into the, to the assembly, can you greet people? Just greet people with a holy kiss. And I don't mean kiss them at the door. I mean kiss them from heaven. You see what I mean? Everybody likes to be seen. Nobody likes to be invisible. What we learned in COVID is this, we need people. We need to be with people. We need to be together. We need hugs, we need love. We need pats on the back and a handshake. And I need to walk down an aisle in Walmart and tell if you're smiling at me because I can't see your mouth, so pull it down, all right? I need to know, all right? I didn't have a mask when I went everywhere without a mask. What I'm saying is that, that, that killed us, that hurt us. We're still recovering from that, that social side, that, that, that mental side of, of, of not being there. And so when you walk into a church, you want to be seen, you want to be noticed, you want people to see you. And when you see people and you greet them with a holy kiss, the Father from heaven, the creator, who created that creation right there, just, get, just kissed them. They just got seen by another created person. When the creation sees the creation, the creator is glorified. Does that make sense to you? There shouldn't there ever be a time in your life that you walk into the house of the Lord, okay, and not be seen, not be greeted. Okay, that's big, man. That's where Konania starts. From the very first chance you get to walk in I'm not being seen, not being noticed. They see me, they see me. I'm a creation, I'm one of God's kids. God made me, God don't make junk, I'm important. God has a plan for my life. He has a hope for my life. Does people know that? Do people see that? Nobody wants to be invisible, man. So one of the things about Konania and where it starts is, it starts by the greeting, man. It starts by the greeting. I want you to see Konania in scripture. Acts chapter two, we see it a lot. It's a very familiar text. This is basically Konani in action, if you want to say that. Look at Acts chapter two. Go to verse 42. All right, two's a wild here. Acts 2, 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer, and everyone was filled with awe And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave everyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying favor of all people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved those who were being saved. What did they do together? They came together. They broke bread together. Not just the living bread, but, but physical bread. They ate together. They did, they did life together. They came. They did communion together. There's a reason that they came together and had konania. When you have konania, when you greet people to start with, and when you have good, sweet fellowship and konania, you open yourself up to letting the Holy Spirit do what it wants to do. But if you're not seen and greeted and you not feel the konania in the house, you have walls that come up. You, you, you're like, I don't know about this house. I don't know about this place. I don't know about this church. I don't know. It's stiff. It's, it's hard. They're not greeting me. They don't see me. I'm not noticed in here. And what happens is you think it's just that on the surface, but it's not that. When they do that, they're not open and vulnerable to the Holy Spirit of God. They're not open to God because they're not open to the church. They're not open for the Holy Spirit to penetrate where they are. They're not open for the Holy Spirit to land there. And what happens in Acts chapter 2 is they're coming together and God is doing a work in them and God is raising up the church and those are being saved and people are open to the Holy Spirit. You've got to create a church where Konania is a natural DNA and flow of the church. And it starts with greedy. And then it comes to fellowship. And we see that through scripture. So what is konania in the church? What does it look like? So there's a test. There's a test to fellowship. Fellowship will be tested. Kononia will be tested. Okay. Our relationship with God hmm, determines all other relationships on the face of the earth. I'm gonna say it to you again. Our relationship with God, you understand? Our relationship with God determines all other relationships on the face of the earth. You can't say the things you say about his creation if you're right with the creator. Those idiots can't drive. Those people are stupid. They're retiring. You can't say that stuff. Can't come out your mouth. It's wrong. I don't care how they drive, okay? I drive with them too. My clicker works, why doesn't theirs? I mean, I don't know, all right? But you can't say that. You say, I hate them. No, you can't say hate. Hate can't come from the Father. He don't hate nobody. He don't hate nobody. You, if you're good with him and in fellowship with him, those stuff, that stuff don't come out of you. You gotta be right with God. Right with God starts with being born again. Have a relationship with the Lord, all right? Being saved. Once you have a relationship with the Lord, you stay in good fellowship with God. You make sure that you seek him. And if you do wrong, confess the sin and make it right and move on. But you stay in good fellowship with God. Why? Because if you're in good fellowship with God, you'll be in good fellowship here. But if you're broken here, you'll be broken there. I promise you. You can't be broken with God and not be broken with other people. And sometimes being broken with other people can lead to problems with you and God. Does that make sense to you? And yes, I am making the cross because it all starts at the cross, ends at the cross. Your relationship with God determines all other relationships on the face of the earth. Promise you. Every day. I want you to go to your Bible, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Look at verses 23 and 24. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Therefore, and when I taught you about the word therefore in the Bible, you always want to ask, what's that therefore, therefore, all right? Therefore, if any of you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there, front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Let me say something to you real fast. I want to clarify this. This gift is not monetarily, not about money. People read that and say, well, I don't have any money, so I'm off the hook on this. <laughs> well, it's not money, it's worship. And you everybody got worship. If I'm offering my worship to you, God, but I know I have ought against my brother or sister, leave that worship at the altar and go and be reconciled with my brother and sister then come back and lift holy clean hands to the father in worship now i know what you're thinking let me say it like this you are only responsible for you i'll say it to you again you are only responsible for you you're not responsible for how they receive it or if they receive it or if they come to you, to the table. Your invitation for them to come to the table to talk is, is your invitation. If they receive that and, and it's reciprocated and it's your, they come, then beautiful. But if they stiff arm it and say, I'm not ready, or, I, don't, I can't do it yet, or, no or just flat out ignore your text like it never was sent, then you gotta leave it there. Just leave it there. Because listen to me. (laughs) You, You are only responsible for you if you know a brother or sister has ought against you. And listen to me. I'm not talking to you like I'm not talking to me. I'm telling you all of us are exactly the same. I'm walking through it right now. I'm in it right now. My invitation is standing. It's still there. I'm inviting the individual to the table. And my texts are dead. It's not being reciprocated. What you have to understand is this. It's not up to me to make the person come to the table. It's their choice. Jesus went to the cross on my behalf. He took my sin and bore him at Calvary. And he said, Jeff, it is my hope and my dream and my desire for you that you receive what I did on the cross and become in relationship with me. But it's your choice because I gave man free choice, free will. And you can ignore the cross of Calvary and you can walk past it all the days of your life and breathe your last death last breath and not be a man in heaven. That's your choice. But my choice is I love you. And I'm chasing after you. I'm running after you. I'm saying, come to Calvary, receive what I did and be born again. And it's my choice to come to the table. The table of the Lord is a communion table. Bread representing his body. Blood representing his, the juice representing his blood. If I have that in common with him, I'm welcome to the table because of what Jesus did for me. It's my choice to come to the table. My choice. I can't make another brother or sister come to the table. No, I can only say, listen to me. I want to meet. I want to talk. I want to break bread as we talked about in scripture. You saw that. I want to commune with you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to have, commun- I wanna, I wanna have co- communion with you. I want to break the bread together. Just like Jesus modeled for us. I'm not ready. I don't want to do it. Can't do it. It's not time. Then what do you do? You simply do this. Father, I've tried. I've done what you said to do in scripture. They won't come. They won't meet. So God, I'm asking you, forgive me. Whatever part I played in this, in this, I'm asking you to forgive me. Because I want fellowship with you. So I want the blood of 1 John to cover me. And God, I confess my sin. I ask you, forgive me. All right? I didn't mean to hurt him. And if I did it, I'm sorry. And if I gestured it and didn't know it, I'm sorry. And I want my heart to match your heart. So God, bring me back into right fellowship with you so that my worship is not inhibited by that. You said, well, how do you know if someone has ought against you? You see him when you worship. I know that stings, but it's the truth because it does for me too. Anytime you're out of fellowship with someone, the worship here is different. And you're trying to worship God, but you keep seeing flashbacks and pictures of their face. If that's happening, you've got to make that right. And you've got to go where you got to go. So you say, Father, I'm, I, I want to make it right, but they don't want to meet. Then, then God will heal you and, and reconcile you to him. One day, he'll make that other part happen. But until that time, you're good. Just confess it to him and be reconciled to the Father. So that relationship is good, okay? So your worship is good. And say, God, I want you to change their hearts. I want you to help them come to the table because I want to meet with them. What if they've already gone, Jeff? What if they died and passed away? What if I don't know where they are? How do I reconcile a relationship with people I can't get to? You take a pencil, pen, right? take a piece of paper, and you begin to write them a letter and you write it down and you write it down and you let them go, let them go. Because if you don't, it will be on you forever. Let them go. Write them a letter if they're already gone and let them go. If there won't meet, you get it right with God. You say, God, I've I've done everything I can do, but they won't come to the table. Then, then, Then get it right with God and go back. But always try to get them to the table because Jesus loves it. Psalm 133, one, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters live together in perfect unity. It's what he wants. It's what he wants. Never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the power of the table. If I'm talking to guys in here that you know you have odd against somebody, maybe a work relationship that fell apart. Can I say something to you? Come to the table. Break bread. Break bacon. Break some eggs. Break some toast. Go to blue sky. Amen. Better than that, go get a ribeye. Hard to be mad at a brother when you eat a ribeye. Just telling you. Break bread. Break bread. Come to the table. Jesus modeled the table. Take Jesus' model and walk in it. But don't leave that stuff out there, man. If you know they got ought, you gotta let them go because it will always inhibit your worship to God. And if your relationship with God and your fellowship with God is not right because of that, it's gonna bother this right here, man. I'm just telling you, it's gonna bother it. Love him enough to make this clean and right, restore that fellowship that needs to be restored. And when you get this fellowship right here, right, he will will make this right right here. And if they don't come to the table, you come all the way, your boy, you do everything you can, okay, every way you can, and wait on them to come to your table. Keeping Conania in the church, we gotta keep it in the church. Konania is like love, cannot be taken for granted. You know the old thing. The old husband said, honey, I told you I loved you when we married you. If it changes, I'll let you know. That ain't gonna work. That won't work for any woman and it won't work for Konania. You can't just have Konania one time taken for granted and just be done. No, Konania has to be worked all the time, okay? Konania is about relationships, about people. It's not easy. Can't be taken for granted. There's a warning. Proverbs 4, 23 says this, above all else, guard your heart. First, the wellspring of life. Mm. You know where Konania comes from? Heart. If your heart gets jacked up, guess what gets jacked up? Conania. First with God, then with others. Keep your heart right because it's the wellspring of life. Luke, Luke 6.45 says this, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth, what? Speaks. If you don't like what comes out of your mouth, look at your heart. Just saying. No, Jeff, you don't understand. Sometimes I just say stuff. No, sometimes you just have a bad heart. (laughs) I'm just saying. I I love you. I'm going to hug you, but that's the truth. I can't go, yeah, me too. (laughs) No. When I say stuff that comes out of my mouth, it has to have an initiation. It has to have a spark, all right? It has to. It comes first from my heart. It is the wellspring of life. I can give life with my tongue. I can give death with my tongue, and it all comes in my heart. You want to keep Konania? Keep your heart right with God. If you don't have a heart, your heart's not right with God, guess what? Poison's going to come out and poison's going to affect that All right? Nobody wants to go to that church. All right? How do you lose Konania? Three things real fast. Number one, you have distractions and get distracted. Unknowingly wandering off. There's sometimes in a church, in a body, in an in ecclesia, all right? In a fellowship, that people wander off. They get busy, uh, stuff takes them away, you don't see them for a little while, they just wander off. We gotta be good as a church to making sure we check on people that have wandered off, all right? Don't get so caught up doing church and forget to be the church. That makes sense to you? Sometimes we just do, 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 and we stop be, 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 being. Remember, you're a human being, not a human doing, okay? So we gotta understand that we get distracted and we can lose people, okay? And they can wander off. We gotta go to them as a church. We gotta continue to bring them back to Conania. Number two, carelessness. Not paying attention. We get busy, we don't see them. I started off this morning by talking about that. Being seen is beautiful. When you get seen, it's gorgeous. When you come into the house, don't be careless. Don't just go, oh my gosh, we got parked. I got all my kids. I checked them in, I think. Did we check them all in? We checked them all in. Okay, good. They'll be there. Yeah, they'll be there. And so let's go to worship. Oh my gosh, I'm in worship. Thank the Lord. Pax and sing. Oh, thank you. And then we leave. Do you think there were people that God wanted you to see that morning? Probably. Did you think that he wanted to kiss some people through you? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why you came to church, right? You didn't get a chance to see him when you come like that. You get careless. The devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Don't get so busy you miss people. Because when you start missing the creation, sometimes you can miss the creator. That makes sense? Church, gotta be visible, you gotta see people, don't get so busy, you gotta keep your eye on people. Because there are people that God has purposely brought into the house for you. They got your name on them, all right? When I go to restaurants, I'm always looking for people. And sometimes God highlights people. You gotta watch for that, okay? Third thing is this, just flat out being disobedient. You might be checking kids in or down in the nursery or coming to worship and you're worshiping and you saw this couple, God brought them by you and you recognized them, you saw them. And God said, hey, you need to go say hi to them. You need to go greet them. You need to kiss them from heaven. And you're like, yeah. Ah, it's busy. Ah, yeah, once I get in into worship God, I'm gonna do that. And then you get in there, and all of a sudden church is over, and you might see them leaving and you didn't do it. If God highlights people, be obedient to the highlight and go. I can't tell you how many times I've been in places where God has highlighted someone, and if I will move as soon as the Spirit prompts me, it is like a divine invitation, boy. It's beautiful. So many times people say, man, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thanks for seeing me. Thanks for saying hi to me this morning. I mean, it's all you got to do. But if we're so busy with ourselves and our own life, we might not see it. So if God ever highlights someone to you, all right, all right, or you see somebody and God lets your past cross, that is God saying, greet them, kiss them from heaven. Do that. So don't be disobedient. Do it just like that. So how, is there a result of konania? Yes, Acts 2, go back to Acts. I want you to see the result. If you do konania, what comes from that, okay? If, good, if, if, if we are practicing konania in the church, what will happen? What are the results of that, okay? I want you to look at it in, verse, in uh, Acts 2, verse 47. Here's a result. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And watch this, the result of konania And God added to their number daily those who were being saved. Can I say something to you? Conania in the church has a result, all right? You can see God add to the church that has good conania. Nobody goes to a church and they think, that this church is kind of rude. We've been here for an hour and a half. No one's even talked to us. They're so entitled. They're, they're, they're just stuck up. They're rude. They don't talk to nobody. They, they push the Bible in my chair and would not let me sit while you. We should join this church. No, nobody does that. This is a really rude church. We should join this church. No, this is a very arrogant church. We should join it. No, this is a very entitled church. I didn't join it. This is a sweet church of Konania. You ought to join it. Yes. There is nothing like finding a church home, not a place to attend, not a place to go, but a church home. Home church feels like sweet honey from heaven. It feels like sweet Konania. When a church has sweet honey and sweet Konania, God will bring people to his body. A church that does Konania well will have life and life will produce health and healthy things grow. God would never bring a family or a couple to a rude, arrogant, stuck-up church. Why? That don't sound like God. I I tell people all the time, some churches shouldn't do the welcome. (laughs) If you don't welcome well, don't highlight it. I'm just saying. But if you welcome well and you do sweet kisses from honey, when you do conania well, God will bring people to the house that do that well. And for some of you, you have found a home here. And some of you have said to me, many of you have said to me, the best thing about this house is it's sweet, it's genuine, it's real, and it feels like church. That's Konania. You didn't know it, but that's Konania. That's what Konania in the church does. It adds to the people who are members of the church, but it also adds to the kingdom, that people that get baptized get saved and be baptized and follow the Lord and believe his baptism. We had one early service, all right? Grown man, older man, all right? Been coming to our church, met with Conania and greeted from kisses of heaven, opened him up to the gospel, gave his life to Christ, was born again, and Tommy baptized him in the first service. Why does that happen? Because Conania happens. Konania happens. When you met with a kiss from heaven, greeting. When you met with Nea good fellowship. You're open to the gospel and the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit has a chance. So what part do you play in Konania? Mm. <laughs> you tell me. How is your Konania?
1: Hey, thanks for joining us today here at The Church at Bushland online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments or you could email us at info at bushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word pray to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, And if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, uh, we'd love to see you face-to-face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday you can go to our website, bushland.com and plan that visit. And we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.